welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Andy Groneman, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading pitmasters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of the Barbecue Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in, and welcome to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm your host, Dave Caius, along with our executive producer, T-Bone, and my co-host, the smartest man in barbecue, just awarded two weeks ago. You got a new host? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody told me! (laughs) He has two times won the U.S. National Brisket Championship titles at the Chest to Chest Invitational our friend and yours, it is Pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels, Andy Groneman. Oh, I thought you had a new host. No, we're stuck with, I mean, you're stuck with, I mean, well, Andy's here. <laughs> you said the smartest guy. I it's not me. I don't Speaking of smart guys, we've got a great guest on, returning guest Malcolm Reed this week. He is a chef and pitmaster with 1.4 million YouTube subscribers. That's a bunch. That's, and, that is a bunch. And separate from that. The number one barbecue podcast. Really? That's not us? Well, no. there were there was a couple days last summer where it was us. I'm guessing Malcolm noticed. He was on vacation. And then, he, then he crushed us. <laughs> yeah, he was on vacation. Come on, Malcolm. Give us a break. Check out his website, howtobbqwrite.com. That's howtobbqwrite.com. On there, he's got tons of recipes. I mean- Tons of recipes, tons of cool swag. Yeah, I've never Rubs seen that many recipes. For days. Like his AP rub, the Killer Hogs AP rub is great stuff, but they've got so many great products. Yeah, too. So, so yeah. check that out. How to BBQRight.com. He'll be on our second and third segment. We'll also be hitting up Andy with, you know, different Thanksgiving ideas. I, I kept saying, um, you know, Thanksgiving's a ways away. Well, it's just around Get the corner Get Easter now. baskets out. That's what I say. <laughs> those, those might be available. So we'll be uh, we'll, we'll be talking to Malcolm about Thanksgiving ideas, but also to Andy in our fourth segment. Uh, I'm just throwing it out there. Yes. Cornish game hens. Oh, I've heard Always people do good. that. Yeah. Always good. And everybody, that, you can have your stuffing and your legs and every, anything you want. Everybody gets their little own one. Yeah. I'd like that. Okay. Nobody's invited me for it, but I like that. Uh, before I talk about going down to Oklahoma City, quick mention, um, our good friends over at Operation Barbecue Relief, you know, they were down in Florida for the disaster down yes. there, and they provided over 860,000 meals while they were down there. Wow. In uh, 37 days, uh, they now have surpassed 10 million meals. Um, if you want to donate, they're just such a great organization. We've had them on the show before. It's OperationBBQRelief.org, or if you want the short version, go to OBR.org. That's OBR.org. They could use your money, and if you're in any of the cities they're in, they could always use your volunteers. So, Absolutely. Congratulations to them. That is just such a cool thing they did. Now, I, Mr. Stand-Up, world-renowned stand-up comedian, I uh, was down in Oklahoma City at the Mid-American Christian University. Yes, I did the dirty show. and <laughs> <laughs> Dropping F-bombs right and left. <laughs> well, they limited me to three. I can't believe you made it through the show because you had to be so focused on going to Clark Crew. After. Well, that's the thing is, so it, w- it was a, uh, this was really cool. Speaking of uh, uh, veterans, we just had Veterans Day. They did a lunch for their alumni who are veterans at the school. It's a Methodist college. And so what it, I drove down the day before, 
um, got got a nice dinner, and then they fed me, and then we did the sh- I did the show, and then I went and ate again. <laughs> wow! So as soon as I got done with the show, and I had my sound equipment, so it takes a while to un- or load everything back up. But headed over to Clark Crew Barbecue, and here's the funny thing is, so I've been texting Travis Clark and saying, hey, you know, I'm going to be there. Oh, great, great. Come on by. I'll feed you. And then I didn't hear from him. And then I texted him again, and I didn't hear from him. And I texted him again. I did, And I didn't want to, like, walk into the restaurant at, at Travis at Clark Crew Barbecue in Oklahoma City and just go, hi, I know Travis, and he said I could have a free meal. I'm on the radio. Which is what I did. And with the way you look, they probably <laughs> that, would have that works, sent you Dave. to the back of the kitchen and given you a plate. <laughs> they did, I'm surprised they didn't make you do a show while you were there. <laughs> well, I would have. I mean, I've done I've done more for less. But <laughs> so anyway, I've got our little barbecue radio network business cards with me, and I'm going, yeah, see, right, right, right. I do a radio. I you know. So finally, Travis got a hold of the management, and they said, oh yeah, he's good. And I was sitting at the bar. Well, then once they find out that I was kind of somebody. Oh my goodness. And go to our Facebook page, by the way. Go to the Barbecue Radio Network Facebook page and see the photo of that platter. You guys have both seen it. I told you at, when we were on the show with him that he was going to show out oh. and make sure that you got oh. to try everything. Oh my goodness. Because that's what he does. He's and don't the, forget, he's the, man. the venue I just did the comedy show at at the university just fed me. <laughs> so I sit down, I'm trying to go, no, don't bring me a lot. Oh, here it is. Okay, this sounds normal to me for knowing <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> well, here's the funny part is, it was so good. Everything was good. I mean, there was sausage. There was bologna, the best bologna I've ever had in my life. These A big, huge rib, great brisket, pulled pork, um, cornbread, uh, baked bean sides, and there was another side that was, oh, a macaroni and cheese, which you know I love mac and yes, cheese. Yes, I, I was going to ask how you liked it. So they're bringing me all this food, and at first I'm like, I can't, and then I, I'm, I'm gorging myself. I can't stop, even though I was already not hungry. And then another manager comes up and goes, where's your appetizers? I go, dude, no. <laughs> yes, that's what he, That's what they should say. So he's like, oh, no, let me bring, he said, I'll just bring you one of each and take one bite of each because you, you got to try them. So he brings me a whole plate of appetizers, which were yep. delicious. Pork rinds, by the way, I've never had pork rinds at a barbecue restaurant really? before. No, is that common? Yeah. I've never seen that on a menu, but they were delicious. Uh, the devil eggs were del- uh, everything was just so good. I and he gave me a couple bottles to take home, which I'm going to give one to T Bone, uh, not to you, Andy. You you have your own company. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was just, just so. Thank you to Travis Clark. Thank you to everybody at Clark Crew Barbecue. It was delicious. Yeah, that's amazing. How about the place? Isn't that? It's a cool place. Fantastic. So if you're ever near Oklahoma City at all, just look up Clark Crew Barbecue. It's easy to get to. It's right off the interstate. Um, yeah, it's it's a fantastic place, and they do a ton of business. Um, unfortunately, not Turkey right now, uh, which you talked about last week. Time now for our Ask Andy segment, sponsored by our November Barbecue Sauce of the Month, Smoke on Wheels Barbecue Marinade. They've got the uh, you know the bottle, but get the half gallon. Just don't waste Go your time. It. Go for the big one at All Things BBQ. That's All Things Barbecue. All atbbq.com. And get that there. T-Bone, what do you got for a question? Uh, from Danielle Kripke from Kearney, Nebraska. I love Kearney, Nebraska. I've bowled in Kearney, Nebraska. <laughs> Fan, this is riveting. <laughs> Moving right along. Andy. Yes, sir. How long will it take to thaw my 16-pound frozen turkey to be ready for the oven Thanksgiving morning? Well, that is a great question, and luckily we have plenty of time to be able to do that. So, 
Uh, the best method is to just take your roasting pan and the little rack that goes in it and set the bird hole in that pan right um, in its packaging, right? So just set that whole darn thing in the fridge and let it go for 24 hours for every four pounds of meat. So a 16-pound bird, that's four days. You should have a perfectly thawed bird in four days doing that. Now, let's say you forget or... Maybe you don't have room to put the whole darn roasting pan and the bird in the fridge. You can use a little bit shorter process where you do a cold water style um, thawing. And so you're going to take the biggest stock pot you have, fill it with cold water, put the bird in its packaging in that, and then back in the fridge. And every six to eight hours or every 30 minutes a pound, you'll end up with about a six to eight hour thaw time. You need to swap the water out of that pan, though, every 30 minutes to keep it plenty cold because you do not want to get that bird above 40 degrees every 30 that's a lot of work i i yes. like i like option a better yeah option a is better <laughs> if you can swing it what 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 was the uh how many pounds so per day on the first option uh it's about 24 hours for every four pounds, four of pounds. Bird. okay yeah and the thing of it is you, since it's in the fridge you'd rather have it more thawed than not thawed right yes I, I said that so well. Hey, thank you so much for the question. We're going to send you some uh, Smoke on Wheels barbecue marinade from All Things Barbecue at atbbq.com. Coming up, returning guest Malcolm Reed, chef and pitmaster. You can learn about him at howtobbqright.com. And that is next right here on Barbecue Radio Network. Whether you're entertaining in the backyard or catering for a thousand, Holstein Manufacturing, home of the famous Maxi Barbecue Grills, has the charcoal or gas grill for you. All grills are made with either heavy 14-gauge steel or 304-grade stainless steel and, yes, NSF approved. They're so versatile, you could cook a five-course dinner on them. To view their products and to see them in action, go to HolsteinMFG.com. Darren says if you have a special need or idea, Holstein Manufacturing can make it happen. Check them out on HolsteinMFG.com. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Kias, along with pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels, Andy Groneman. We got returning guest Malcolm Reed. He's a chef and pitmaster with 1.4 million YouTube subscribers. And you need to go to his website, howtobbqright.com. That's howtobbqright.com. Tons of recipes. I mean, I've never seen a website with this many recipes. Plus, you can purchase his rubs and sauces, hot sauce, which looks delicious, and pickles. Malcolm Reed, back to the, welcome back to the show. How you doing, buddy? Visit us at Hey, guys. I'm doing great, man. Good to be back chatting with you guys. How are things in Mississippi? Well, we're good, man. You know, getting geared up for Thanksgiving. It's turkey time, so we're ready for that. Well, we've been talking a lot about Thanksgiving and turkey and hopefully getting a turkey. Um, but hey, yeah, I'm that's going to be one of the harder things. That do, may but. be a harder thing for some folks, but but oh, a lot of people will get, are going to get turkeys. Unfortunately, they they will have oh. to pay more this year probably than ever, ever before. But can only be you know, a lot of people want to have them. The You've got uh, don't Discover you have like a deep fried turkey that you do? Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. You know, I used to. So my thing is, I used to fry turkey before I learned to smoke them. 
I used to, my family always deep fried turkeys. They thought that was better than the oven roasted turkey. But then I learned to smoke them and we haven't had a deep fried turkey in years. You know, I'm talking probably 15, 16 years. But I got the idea. What, what if I smoked one and then just flash fried it at the end just to get that? Because everybody likes that crispy skin. Nobody yeah. wants to eat that dark meat fried turkey. But you want the crispy skin. So it's kind of the best of both worlds is what I figured out. Yeah, I saw that recipe out there that you basically took and and got it out to your almost done temp and then flash fried it. So we got to talk about that. Let's uh, number one, let's just kind of walk through what you do to kind of get that turkey ready. But I'm really interested in the finish. Yeah, well, so I'm not the first person to do this. I've seen people do it, but most of the time it doesn't look good when it comes out of the grease. And I didn't want that. I wanted it to be, you know, kind of have that golden brown fried look and, and then finish it with seasoning on the end. Yeah, instead so, of that dark, they get they burn a little bit. The skin scorches, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. And And it messes your grease up if you put, you know, a heavy rub on it. You drop all that down after you smoked it and kind of got that bark on the outside or that turkey skin going on the smoker. When you drop all those seasonings down your oil, it all comes off and burns in your oil and you can't reuse it. Well, my approach was let's get some flavor in the bird first. So I did a 24-hour brine. Um, After I soaked it, I took it out and I air dried it on the cooling rack for about two and a half hours in my refrigerator to really get it dry because – you know, water does not ever mix with hot grease. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted the moisture out of it. And I knew that, you know, by brining it, I'm going to get some flavor in it. Now, for the skin, since I wasn't going to put barbecue rub on it, I just kind of sprayed it down with some cooking spray, just some vegetable oil, and then hit it with like an AP, like an all-purpose salt, pepper, garlic rub. So it, it didn't really have a whole lot of seasoning on the outside, but it had enough to give it some flavor. And your and brine I, gives it a nice savory uh, flavor in the brine, too, because if you're using your bird brine, it's got that same kind of, it's got the salt and sugar in it, of course, but it's got that garlic and onion and rosemary and, and your herbs, your thyme and sage, and you get that nice savory, right? It's a savory brine. That's exactly what it reminds me of Thanksgiving. That's what, that's what I made it for. And, it, you know, it's, it's just water in that brine. It's nothing crazy. Anybody can mix that up with those seasonings. It's it's super simple. But I think if you have the time and you're doing a turkey, no matter if you're roasting it, smoking it, or frying it, brining is the way to go. Because when you let it have time in those seasonings, they just kind of absorb in as the moisture and the salt content has been getting pulled into the meat. And a lot of people ask me, you know, should you brine one, even though you buy these store-bought turkeys that already come with some kind of enhanced, you know, salt solution in them, I still brine them because I've never had a turkey that I bought and cooked and said, man, that's too salty. You know, I just don't know. I don't well, know if and, you can get a turkey too salty. And as, as long as your, your brine isn't a higher concentration than what's already in the bird, it's going to equalize anyway. That's so, exactly right. Yeah. Right, so man. you're using osmosis to your advantage there. I, I, it's, it's definitely worth it to get the flavor into it, though. So for sure, you want to brine it. That's exactly right. So, I, you know, I put it on my Traeger. I had it running with some just pecan pellets that I had in there. I uh, put my probe in the breast. That's where you want to watch the temp. And I took it to like that. I was looking for 150 to 155. I wanted to stop it short about 10 degrees. So it wouldn't. So it would still be juicy and moist when I after I fried it. And so I just watched it on the thermometer the whole time. It took Right at two and a half hours, something like that, to get there. I cooked it, you know, about three hundred degrees. I like to cook. I like to cook my poultry a little bit hotter on a smoker, just to get the, you know, the skin rendering, all that fat rendering underneath it. 
And at that point, I took it off and let it rest just a few minutes while my peanut oil got good and hot. And I just watched it. It didn't drop, but maybe one degree. It rose up a couple degrees, like 156, and then dropped down to about 152. And I had my oil at 350. So I drained, I, I put it on a little turkey hanger that you use to drop them down in the sure. grease. I turned it down. So all any liquid that was in that cavity, because you got to remember as you're cooking it in that cavity, it's going to absorb, moisture is going to collect in there. You don't want to lower that into the grease either. So you got to drain that out a little bit. I just turned it vertical and then I lowered it down in and man, I, I left my thermometer in it. That was the key. And I was really, now this was an experiment, so I didn't know what was going to happen. But I left that thermometer in there thinking that it says it goes to 500, so 350 oil shouldn't phase it, and it didn't. It worked perfect. Oh, that's it good. Didn't. I was wondering if the probe itself, the you know, the mesh on the outside of it would let that oil absorb and, and mess with the temp. So It it, it worked perfect. The thermal, I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm a big proponent user of ThermalWorks products. I think they make some of the best thermometers out there. Their probes and the dot. I use the dot. I, don't, I mean, you can buy the yep. expensive ones they have, but the the cheap dot is about the best one I've I've ever bought and used. You know, uh, Malcolm, I, I want to interrupt a little bit. You know, we have a drinking game here on Barbecue Radio Network, and the magic word is thermometer. And anybody <laughs> who happens to be drinking alcohol while listening to this particular show, you've got them drunk. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah they're hammered right now yeah so we so got about my two minutes question, left yeah we got about two minutes left my question is so once you drop it in the oil how long did it take to get to that nice 165 you were shooting for so it didn't move for like four minutes but then after that fourth minute it started skyrocketing just i'm talking ticking just you know almost every second it was climbing so the total time was about six minutes to get to 165 and i pulled it out and rested it but right as soon as i took it out of the oil i let it drain a little bit but then i hit it with some seasoning right then i just used my cajun seasoning over the top of it so it kind of had you know a it had some really good flavor on the skin but it was so crispy that was what i mean it was like getting some really good fried chicken you know it was it was awesome yeah, and you had that smoked meat <laughs> yeah yeah that's great so the you had that crispy skin but it still had that that nuance of smoke in it that's exactly right. And the dark meat was excellent. It was every bit as good as the white meat on it. Wow. That just sounds so good. And, and a great alternative way of doing it, because we've talked all, you know, about smoking and then deep frying, but never combining. I don't think we've ever talked about combining it like that. Well, and it's we? a, I think it's probably a little more dangerous to put that cold bird mm. that into the oil. It always seems to be a little bit more violent. I think having it partially cooked and then you're just kind of draining that that uh, accumulated moisture out of the chamber really makes a difference. Speaking of YouTube, you see a lot of those on YouTube and not in a good way. <laughs> hey, we've been talking with Malcolm Reed. He's going to come back with us for another segment. He's a chef and pit master with 1.4 million YouTube subscribers. And you can check out his website and get his great products at howtobbqright.com. That's howtobbqright.com. We'll be back talking more Thanksgiving ideas with Malcolm right here on Barbecue Radio Network.
Creekstone Farms is excited to bring our high-quality meats directly to you from farm to fork. We focus on every aspect of production in our hand-selected Black Angus cattle and natural Duroc pork. Join those in the know at BBQ Radio Network and put the highest quality beef and pork on your holiday table. Get 10% off your next purchase at CreekstoneFarms.com by using promo code BBQ Radio. That's promo code BBQ Radio at CreekstoneFarms.com. Happy Holidays! Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Kias, along with our producer, T-Bone, and my co-host, award-winning pitmaster, Annie Groneman. This week, returning guest, Malcolm Reed from down in Mississippi. He is a chef and pitmaster with 1.4 million YouTube subscribers, and you need to go to his website. Check out, he's got unbelievable number of recipes, and then you can purchase his rubs, sauces, hot sauce, pickles. Go to howtobbqright.com. That's how to bbqright.com because Malcolm it's all about barbecue and right isn't it oh that's it I mean there's no is there really a way to do it wrong (laughs) well you you haven't had one of my meals but uh, so so we you know we we had a great segment last segment talking about uh, what you were doing for a turkey which was just sounds fantastic but this year it's crazy Uh, not everybody's going to be able to get a turkey nor maybe can afford a turkey. So Malcolm, throw out some, some alternatives to a turkey this year that people could do for Thanksgiving. Well, well, being down here where we're from, it it never fails or we've, I've always grown up. We had turkey and ham. Mm. So we're, so I'm all, so that's, that's my job. I've got to cook it. I've got to smoke a turkey and I'm going to smoke a double smoke, a spiral ham. So that's always a good option. You can usually find those. I mean, they're on sale this year. I've, I've seen them for, you know, I think they're around two dollars ninety-seven cents a pound at most grocery stores where we are. So, yeah, that's one. And, and the spirals are a great uh, way to go. That typically, you don't even find anymore. They used to have what they called pre-cooked hams, which were only taken to like one hundred and twenty, one hundred and twenty-five, and then you got to do all the finishing on them. And I, I think it was probably just grocery stores were too worried about liability, so. Everything that I see anymore, unless you go and, and, and cure your own, is is all fully cooked. So when you say double smoke, tell us about how you're doing that. Well, you're exactly right. These hams are coming. They're already smoked hams. They're fully cooked. I mean, you could honestly, you could eat one of those spiral hams right out of the package. It's safe to eat. But what I'm doing, instead of following the package directions where it says, Put it in the oven and bring it back up to temp slow to serving temp, like which is one you know around 140 degrees. I'm doing it in, on a smoker with you know mild smoke. I'm not hitting it with like hickory or pecan or anything hard. Usually, I'm using something light like apple or cherry. You know, yeah, cherry is my favorite. Just to give it another little layer of double smoke flavor, and it's a great way to put a glaze on it and let it melt on the smoker. And that's usually. That's usually the route I take. I do one I, I call better than a honey baked ham because I kind of get that, uh, you know, turbinado or sugar in the raw uh, crust sticking to the outside of it. And I let that heat up during the last about 30 minutes of the cook and it just kind of caramelizes over it. And it's and it's fantastic. I mean, it's some of the best ham you'll ever eat. And I, when you're warming that up in the pit and getting that smoke on it, what temp are you going at to get that nice caramelization? Well, usually what I do is I put it on about 250 to start, just to kind of bring it up slow. It's about a three-hour process for, for an eight to 10-pound ham. 
the first two hours i'm running at about 250 with you know and it's just the light smoke at 250 and then right at that last 30 minutes i usually open it up let it climb up 275 300 degrees so it'll really start melting that sugar that i'm going to add and a lot of times i'll take like brown sugar and a little orange juice kind of mix that up into like a little slurry paste and i'll take a brush and kind of brush that on the outside and then put that sugar in the raw in like a dread shaker and just kind of dust it all over the outside to where it's just kind of sprinkled and stuck on and as those sugars heat up they just kind of melt and form like a, cr a sugary crust on the outside of it you get that texture and it's it's you know when, when you slice it all up you just got that little edge of sweetness on the outside and all that delicious smoked ham on the inside yeah that's just the perfect way to do that and getting the uh the slurry on it i think is key because in the pit it's going to start to reduce anyway and and thicken on the outside so when you hit it with that sprinkle i think that really gives you the opportunity to get that nice crust exactly if we're outside of turkey and we're talking with malcolm reed here uh from how to barbecue right.com outside of turkey and ham do we have some other ideas if somebody wanted to do something a little different this year uh just because uh, they've got the opportunity because birds may be harder to find. Maybe they're doing their ham for, for uh, the, the holidays for Christmas. Like what else do you think is, is a good alternative to that Turkey? Well, I like that uh, bone in pork loin, man. It's one that we're, that I'd see just at grocery stores in my area right now. It always, that uh, holiday time, you could easily find it. Costco, Sam's your grocery store, but uh, it's usually about a 10, 11 bone roast. Uh, you can, you know, you can kind of cut it and turn it into a crown roast, or you can just cut it and uh, leave it bone in. And it makes a fantastic presentation because you can French the bones a little bit, take care of those as you cook it. You can do, you know, like instead of just doing barbecue rub, you can kind of do a herb crust on the outside of it and you can dress it up for a centerpiece. And it, I mean, it's, it's, as, it's probably better than turkey, in my opinion. I'm so sick of turkey. <laughs> and honestly, you can brine that, you can brine that sucker with your bird brine too. I mean, Absolutely. It, it would give you that great flavor in it. And again, an herb crust on the outside. Um, when, when I'm doing something like that, I am always trying to uh, get go at a, like a nice 275 in the pit. I don't know where you're at on it, but that's usually a good a good temp for me in the smoker. Yeah, I, I'm, it, it kind of depends on what smoker I use, but I like to do that, especially if it's got a nice fat cap on top of it. I'll score it a little bit. And that fat just kind of draws up a little bit, but it holds so much moisture there. And at that higher temp, it renders, but it leaves a nice little crust on top of it. And as you, you know, you bite into that with the contrast of the lean, you know, inner part of the pork loins, which is super lean meat. It's a, it's a, it's a great little flavor balance of the fattiness on the outside with the cap. I don't, I don't take it off. I recommend leaving it on. Yeah. And if you score it, you'll still get, it'll pull back a little bit. You'll still get plenty of flavor in there. Um, but yeah, you really get that nice texture when you take the bite. Now, what do you typically cook that, that loin to when you're doing that, when you get the bone in loin, what's your temp that you're going for? Well, you're probably going to think I'm a little under, but I like 135 and letting it carry over. No, um, see, that's excellent. Tell us why. Cause that's exactly where I'm at too. Well, you know, everybody thought, or there was this misconception that pork, you know, carried trichinosis and maybe it did, it did back in the day before supermarket pork but a lot of people were told by by the usda that you had to take pork well done and they relaxed those laws several years back 
and it's not raw even you know I'm, I'm not saying we're eating raw pork at all or even medium rare it's really done to me and it carries over like especially if you cook a bone-in roast those bones hold so much heat um if you if you take the time and rest it properly and watch it you're going to get eight to ten degrees of carryover and it's going to put it right at 145 which is absolutely perfect but if you take it to that 145 on your smoker or in the oven it's going to carry over, you know, way to what, 150, 155, and it's just going to be dry. Yeah. I want that more inside it. Yeah, and, and by giving it that, you, it gets that thermal energy going after you pull it off the pit. It's resting, and those juices are redistributing, and it's 145 and perfect texture. I mean, yeah, you d- you're not worried about trigonosis anymore. So if, if you're getting it to where it can ride and finish to above 140, you're perfect. That's that. I mean, that's that's exactly how I do it, and I I do that with all of my pork chops. Even if I'm you know cooking regular chops on the grill, I'm still taking them to like 135 and letting them carry over. By the way, I do have to ask you a quick question, Malcolm, because uh, I want to make Andy jealous. How many smokers do you have down there? <laughs> Man. I stopped counting at twenty, so let's just let's just leave it there. <laughs> I just wanted I just wanted Andy to have a little smoker I, envy. <laughs> I can't help it at this point, Kim. You know, if I add one, I got to let one go. She's like one in, one out is the deal at this point. Well, you know, you know, Malcolm. I don't know your circumstances. Uh, Andy's married to a saint. We know that, but uh, the fact that you get to have ten still a pretty good deal. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, so My far, wife's the same. Way. Oh, she she's the like, same way. That's my deal. If I get a new one, I've got to got to let go of one. But it's like you know, it's like picking your favorite kid. You don't want to get rid of any of. That's exactly right. You got to find a good home. Yeah. <laughs> we have been talking with Malcolm Reed. He is chef and pitmaster, and check out his website. It is fantastic. How to bbqright.com. That's how to bbqright.com. All kinds of recipes. Plus, you can purchase wonderful rubs and sauces and hot sauce. Malcolm, thanks again. And coming up, we'll be talking to Andy about more Thanksgiving ideas for your Thanksgiving, which is just around the corner, right here on Barbecue Radio Network. Barbecue Radio Network with Dave Caius and Andy Groneman. We'll be back right after this. Let's face it, events can get boring. Attendees get restless. Didn't anyone think about entertainment? Now you can be the hero when you book Dave Caius of Barbecue Radio Network. His clean comedy will make you the hero of your event. Interested in something a little more edgy? Dave can perform his adult-rated show at bars and comedy clubs. Just go to davidstandup.com. That's davidstandup.com. Be a hero. Do it today. Welcome back to Andy and Dave here on the award-winning Barbecue Radio Network. And a barbecue shout-out goes to one of our new sponsors, Holstein Manufacturing. Check them out. They've got NSF-listed grills and cookers, gas barbecue grills, and the most sought-out by Andy, corn roasters. Yes, I was just going to say it if you didn't. <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen one show up yet. I need to kick the tires on that thing bad. So go check out their website, HolsteinMFG for manufacturing.com. That's HolsteinMFG.com. They are, by the way, in Holstein, Iowa, which... I've been all over Iowa, have not been to Holstein, Iowa. Anybody? Nobody? 
I've not been to Holstein. I got to look it up. I don't even know where it is. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's anywhere near where I've been. Like, It's by Storm Lake. Is it by Storm Lake? Our good buddy, Buzz Patterson. Got- 10 miles west. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, I know I'm Story, guessing. Ames. There's lots of little Iowa. Oh, I've been to a lot of towns in Iowa. I've done, yeah, yeah, Holstein, I'm just not familiar That's with. That's my slogan for stand-up. He's big in Iowa. So anyway, check them out, Holstein, HolsteinMFG.com and check out, they, they, there's so many, there's too many to list right now, but grills and cookers and barbecue grills. And of course, Andy's favorite, corn the roaster. Corn roaster. <laughs> yeah, go, you got to check the, the volume of stuff that they're making. Yeah. It's just incredible. It really is just good. And, and the thing of it is, this is the time of the year to start thinking about 2023. I mean, we were just talking about Malcolm about... You know, adding a adding a smoker and then letting go of one. Well, some people, you know, you may have one, but it's time it's time to upgrade. So this is a good time to start looking at them and pricing yeah, them. Absolutely, and getting and, ready for twenty twenty three. If you if you are a little iffy about jumping to uh, wood or charcoal, they got a whole lot of selection in propane. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. They, their selection's unbelievable. So you could just have a gas cooking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You know, now you guys will make fun of me, but years ago, a buddy of mine who has obviously has more money than me. So I was over at his house. He just bought this house and he had like two decks and he was showing off, but he had the gas grill outside. But then there was a line that went into the house so that you don't have to. That's the first time I, this, I, this was years ago, but you didn't, he didn't have to do the tanks. I thought that's genius. Also years ago and also in Iowa. Okay. Was a contest called the LPQ. All right. And they did a sanctioned barbecue contest that you could actually cook on LP cookers. Oh. But you had to have a cooker that had a safety setup for the gas, right? Mm-hmm. You couldn't just have it turn on and let the gas run. Right. I don't know if you've ever seen that happen, but like on a log igniter for your firebox, mm-hmm. um, if that thing leaks, it'll blow the door off a Ooh. cooker and, and do some serious damage. So they weren't going to let everybody cook on something unless it had you know a safety valved uh, lp style pit but you could get an old hickory cto uh they had those there for you to cook on you could rent one it was when they were brand new so they were hoping that cooks would right you know go ahead and just throw that into their entry great pit by the way it's probably uh one of the funnest pits to cook on but uh you you got these double door ctos that you can do a, a volume of meat on, but you cook with LP. So everybody at the contest is running gas. It was uh, <laughs> it was very different. There's sure. never uh, been another series like that. Interesting. Well, and the nice thing too about the gas, if, you, if you're weeknights, you don't have a lot of time and you want to fire it up, get it going, make some steaks, hamburgers, something quick, that's a great way to go. And, uh, and, and you know, Andy will talk you through. He'll, he'll make you do it right. CTO, Convexure Tri Oven, by the way. If you need, I, I know acronyms sometimes, but that's what they called us. Was CTO. the gaze over my eyes a kind of a tell? That yes. I wasn't sure what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, we also want to remind everybody to please support your barbecue joints. Like if you're ever in Brunswick, Georgia, check out South of Heaven. I love these barbecue names. South of Heaven Barbecue. 
Wednesday through Saturday, they are at 3601 Altama Avenue, and that's in Brunswick, Georgia. You can check out their website, which is SOHBBQ.com. And speaking of Brunswick, Georgia, you can listen to us on WBQO 93.7 FM. When you need to know their website, WBQO937.com. And thank you to them and all of our radio stations that air Barbecue Radio Network. Time now to turn our attention to Andy Gronerman, Chef's Choice Champion at the Jack Daniels World Invitational, not with gas that year. Correct. And uh, it's time for our All Things Barbecue Spotlight. All Things Barbecue has the tools and accessories you need to cook up the kind of barbecue that will have your neighbors hopping over the fence to get a taste, get fired up on their website at atbbq.com. That's atbbq.com. What do you got for us this week, Andy? All right. So we've kind of covered off on everything that we need to have a great turkey day. Mm -hmm. We've talked about seasonings and cutting boards and the right knives and all the good stuff there. We hit the kindling cracker because it's perfect weather for fire pit season. Well, so my suggestion this week is going to be Christmas presents. Yep. Absolutely. And, And as, and one thing that we like to do, you know, right around Thanksgiving is when the Christmas tree goes up. Mm-hmm. I usually try and hold it till the day after. <laughs> Occasionally, the folks in my house might get a little bit more excited uh, and, and try and get it up ahead of time. But All Things Barbecue has some awesome Christmas ornaments. Okay. Whether it's like a little Yoder to hang on the tree or a license <laughs> to grill, or they've even got some cool like texting uh, clouds with like a photo of the hamburger that you made. And it's like, I'll be right over type of a thing. <laughs> so, you know, lots of cool novelty Christmas ornaments for the person in your life that is a griller or barbecuer. And of course, I've got all of them on the tree from the last several years, right? The girls always snag one of those, but you go ahead and get that now. And then everybody that comes over for Thanksgiving, everybody gets an ornament. Oh. That's like the, you know, thank you for yeah. coming for the holiday and, and, and start off your holiday cheer with an ornament to hang on the tree. That's pretty cool. That's a so great idea. So I would say go get, go check out the Christmas ornaments at atbbq.com. And then get them for all of the incoming friends and family that are going to be at your holiday gathering. Perfect. Give them a little cheer right out of the gate. Plus, from now until Christmas, we will be talking about Christmas ideas for everybody. And, uh, of course, you know, people think of all kinds of things for Christmas. I don't know what to get in my... Barbecue items, you can't go wrong getting... No. If you've got a barbecuer in your family, get them something barbecue related. They'll be happy. All right, so Andy, uh, with Thanksgiving just about here, any quick little idea ideas? We've been we've been just racking your brain all month long for the last month about oh, yeah. Thanksgiving ideas. But what do you got for us? And I know it's hard to top the stuffing waffle. I know your brain <laughs> is still trying to wrap itself around that. But um, and next week, I think we'll probably talk about leftovers. Right? Yeah, but, that's a good idea. But. The other thing that I really like to do outside of that stuffing waffle, and and it's a a sweet potato souffle that is a, a family recipe of my wife's. Okay. And anytime, and we, we've talked about different things you can do there, but I like to try and take a recipe that everybody enjoys and kick it up a notch or two. Mm-hmm. So like instead of just sweet potato casserole or something like that, 
go all in and do the souffle. Everybody loves the green bean casserole at Thanksgiving, sure. right? And just the standard old, take the green beans, grab the- uh, Onion rings? Yeah, or, to toss it on yeah. top. So I like to take that up a notch and make your own cream of mushroom base. Use fresh green beans, not the canned stuff. So just get, right. you know, fresh green the beans. The good stuff. Yep. Fresh green beans, fresh garlic, a little onion. Make your own cream of mushroom base. So take- and saute down the mushrooms, put them in the heavy cream, let that cook down, kind of build your own base. Mm-hmm. Um, and then make your own onion straws to put on top. Or I like to use shallots, and you can just run them through a little bit of potato starch, shave them real okay. thin on a mandolin or slice them real thin, run them through a little bit of potato starch or flour, and just flash fry them in a pan. Only takes, you know, 20, 30 seconds to start to get them to color up. Right. And the flavor that you get by taking each of those ingredients and amping it up, and you put it together the same way, right? You put your green beans in, throw the onions in, get your 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 mix of mushrooms, and then throw those crispy ones on top. The flavor's phenomenal. And you made it all from scratch. No cans. Sounds so good. More Thanksgiving ideas from Andy Groneman. Thank you, Andy, for that. Of course, we want to thank our guest this week, Malcolm Reed. He's a chef and pitmaster with 1.4 million YouTube subscribers. And you need to check out his website at howtobbqright.com. And next week, thanks to Andy coming up with the topic, we'll be talking about Thanksgiving leftovers. Good idea, by the way. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, we've got our November barbecue sauce of the month, which is Smoke on Wheels barbecue marinade that you can get at atbbq.com. For our producer, T-Bone, and my co-host, Annie Groneman, I'm Dave Kais. Thanks so much for tuning in to Barbecue Radio Network. And as always, happy barbecuing. Every Barbecue Radio Network show is archived and available through your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, and more, each and every Thursday. You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends' and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667.